Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Join us on Twitter, Cascade Hoops Hoop Talk. Also, get your daily NAI news at CascadeHoopsTalk.com. We're joined today by Steve Lindsmeyer, covers uh, sports of all sorts out in uh, North Dakota. Also covers the Jamestown Jimmies. We're going to talk some G-Pack basketball today. Thanks for joining the show, Steve. Appreciate well, you having me. Thanks for having me, Bill. I appreciate it. Looking forward to uh, chatting a little G-Pack hoops because we're obviously uh, right in the thick of the stretch run now. Yeah, I think there's uh, most teams have about seven games left. Uh, so far, though, it's been the uh, Morningside show in the G-Pack. It has, and I think we were all kind of expecting that a little bit. I mean, based on the, the year they had last year and everybody that was coming back and um, just the, the strength and numbers that they've got with, uh, I mean, from one to, you know, nine or ten, they've got guys that, that play at a high level. So um, I think it was kind of what uh, what was expected. They're a team that can weather an off night from a couple guys. I mean, that's that's the thing that I think is the most impressive is that they're just so deep that, you know, when somebody does have a have a tough game, there's you know there's somebody right there to uh, to step up and and fill the void, and that's just not you know that's just not something that every team in the league can can say right now. And and Morningside's kind of got their uh, got their stranglehold on number one. Yeah, you know, it all starts. It seems like it all starts and rotates through uh, Tyler Borchers. He's averaging 18 points a game and uh, seven rebounds, but I don't think that tells the story. He just it seems to me once he gets the ball at the block, it's kind of over. If, unless you can either front him or, you know, double down on him somehow, uh, he just he just almost seems unstoppable within about four or five feet of the basket. Well, not only can he score it from there at such a high rate, but he finds the open guy when you do try to double down on him or maybe you do, you know, take away a move that he was going to or, you know, something like that. He He's so good at, at finding the open guy, and, and those guys move around so well. That's the thing that, especially watching him last year, that, that so impressed me was just how much everybody moves around him and he's able to find them. He's definitely, you know, obviously an extremely talented scorer, but he's he's one of the best post passers that I've seen uh, in NAI basketball in a while. Yeah, he has 42 assists, uh, which is pretty good for a big man, like you say. He's got a couple good targets there. Zach Imig. Uh, he's shooting 54% from the field. Uh, he's also a heck of a ball player. It's not just Tyler Borchers. No, like I said, they're they're one through nine, one through ten. They they've got guys that can that can come in and play basketball at, a, at an extremely high level, and that's um, that's just such a you know something we don't see a lot of in this league. And you know, it's you, you see a handful of guys that are that are really really good, but they've got you know they they go one through ten, one through nine that are just extremely talented and out on the wing they can they knock down shots when when they're open and I mean that's I mean we saw it here in Jamestown that was kind of the crusher we we got up big and you know early and they came out and just started just slowly you know hitting big shot after big shot and suddenly the lead you know was was gone and and they were back in front and running away with it so they're they're a tough team to to play against because they've got so many weapons and they're so fundamentally sound all the way through the roster. So they obviously tripped up to to Briarcliff. I don't know about you, Steve, but I think that might have been the best thing that could have happened to him. You know, I I go back and forth on that. Our our high school team last year was um you know was undefeated, and people kept telling me, you know, we we got to lose before the tournament. We got to lose, and then and I'm like, well, why? I mean, you know, let's let's just keep the momentum going. I mean, you 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 want to win, and yeah, it can be a refocusing thing at the same time, but. You know, so I do see the other side of it, but for me, I'm 
keep winning. I mean, keep that, keep that train rolling, keep that momentum flying. And, um, and so they, uh, they obviously, uh, you know, did get tripped up and they'll be able to refocus from it. But I would have, I would have had no problem. And I, or I would have went to think they'd have any problem keeping it going and, and staying undefeated. And uh, we'll see how they respond this week. Well, they have a, they play Midland. I think that probably turned out to be a, a get well game for them. Uh, but they're, they're just tough. And, uh, I think they're obviously going to roll through. They're going to, they're going to win the, they're going to win the conference, which means everybody else is, you know, struggling for those next few positions. Uh, second in the conference by record is uh, Dakota Wesleyan, but this isn't the same Dakota Wesleyan team that started the season. No, they're, they're going through a bit of a, a mid season transition, which is, which is obviously tough. And a, a team that expected to be competing for national championships now going to go as far as, as Ty Hoagland can carry him. Now, he can he can carry him a long way, and I got the first uh, front row seat to it the other night um, at the at the Corn Palace with him scoring 39 against Jamestown, and uh, that four minute stretch where I'm pretty sure he had 16 or 18 points in uh, in four minutes. Um, you know, so he he's uh, super dynamic and, and does so many things, but you know they're they're hurting right now to figure out who that that second option is going to be, who's that third option going to be you know, for, for their next uh, guy coming in off the bench and, and scoring some, some crucial points. And that's where I think it's going to be, uh, if they can figure that out here down the stretch, they still got enough talent on that roster to, to make a deep run and, um, you know, win some games in the national tournament. But they're, it's tough. You go through a mid-season transition like that, and uh, they're kind of finding out the hard way right now how tough this league is. Yeah, I was, I was very impressed, though, with uh, them. They went, through, they went through their issues. They went to... Uh... Uh, I think it was North Northwestern. Uh, they played with was five guys or six guys, and then Ty Hoagland uh, turned his ankle uh, halfway through the game. Uh, but say what you want about Ty Hoagland, but here he is running around on a turned ankle, having a a bad shooting night. Uh, but he's cheerleading his team, and somehow they got. And Northwestern's not an easy place to play. They get out of there with a with a victory. They. I guess what I'm trying to say, Steve, is they're definitely not rolling over, and they're showing some toughness that, quite frankly, I wasn't sure they had. But boy, they they've have it. They're definitely tough. Yeah, I mean that was a you know that's a great win the other night uh, at home against Concordia. They were I mean they were in danger of losing three straight games at the Corn Palace, and I I don't know when the last time you know that had happened was, and and so they were staring a three game home losing streak in the face against a Concordia team that's on the rise, and um, they they came out and just you know, manhandled them for the, you know, for most of the game, holding them to, to well below their, their season averages, 50 points. That's a, that's an impressive win. And that's the kind of toughness they're going to have to show here down the stretch. If they want to hold on to that number two spot. Yeah. Just to kind of cap it off with Hoagland, he's averaging 22 points a game, almost 87% from the line. Uh, that's a guy that can just put a dagger in you at the end of the game. He's, he's a, he's a special player. Yeah. And you know, it's uh Obviously, there's a there's a really great group of of seniors across the NAI right now, and you know it's if, if they can make a run, you know depending on how things go here the rest of the way, you've got to. I mean, obviously he was in the conversation anyway, but you got to put him in the conversation for a you know a player of the year type um, you know season if if he can really lead this team the, the next month into that uh, you know into a GPAC you know championship game and and maybe a, a trip to a, win a couple games in the national tournament. You've got to look at Ty Hogan with all the things they've gone through as a potential national player of the year. 
Yeah, there, as you say, there's a there's a couple of players across the country in that that same. Boy, there are some very good seniors and one heck of a junior. Kyle Mangus is just a junior, so uh, it's going to be interesting. Even even just the All American uh, selections this year is going to be interesting because I don't know if there's enough slots. Yeah, no, there never seems to be. So when you get when you get past Dakota Wesley and it's it's a bit of a, a muck up there. You've got Dort, uh, Mount Marty, Concordia, Jamestown. Uh, North Northwest, everybody there is around nine and six down to seven and seven. Even Hastings, Hastings has been playing some good ball. Uh, but uh, I guess let's talk about Dort first. There, uh, that's always a really hard place to play. I understand it is going to Sioux Center is a is a tough place to play, and they have a great crowd. And um, you know, I didn't get to go the other night when the Jimmies played down there, but um, basically it sounded like you know they just kind of ran out of gas. But you know, that's a tough. That's a tough place to go in and play, no matter you know if you're full strength or not. Um, and, uh, and and they're talented. I mean, this is a team that you know got six or seven guys that you look at as you know legitimate top end pl- players in this league. So it's uh, it's a tough place to play, and they're good. So that just makes it even tougher. And and they're right there in that thick of it. And you mentioned you know kind of this muck we have right now between three and eight, basically. This is what Dakota Wesleyan's fighting to stay out of. They don't they don't want to join this because they could, you know, if, if they do end up kind of falling down into this three through eight, they could easily fall, you know, all the way down to, you know, five, six, seven if uh, if things don't go their way. So, you know, they're they're fighting to stay out of it. Dort and Mount Marty right now are trying to stay above it. And it's uh, it's just a, it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out. Yeah, Dort has, uh, as you said, a couple of a couple of players that are there. Their core, I would call it, Garrett Franken, who always seems to make a big shot, and then Jesse Jansma as well. Uh, they and they have uh, Cade is it Cade Bleaker, Coat Cade Bleaker. Uh, he's played very well for them as well. So uh, you know they're they're gonna they're definitely gonna be a, a factor coming down the stretch. You mentioned uh, Mount Marty. That's a team that you'll see tomorrow night uh, in Jamestown. Uh, they've They've played very well, but they've tripped up just a little bit here recently. Uh, yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't got a chance to see Mount Marty yet, so I'm looking forward to Wednesday night and uh, and seeing the Lancers come to town. Obviously, the the run has been well documented. You know what they've what they've done this year with their ability to shoot the three, and you know sometimes you get to you know, and I don't know, I guess I don't have the numbers in front of me yet to to tell you how much they're living and dying by the three, but sometimes you know you you miss a couple and and things start to you know turn around and. And so hopefully, you know, if they, obviously they're going to have to make some threes here at Jamestown tomorrow night to, to get out of here with a, with a victory. But they rely so much on the three-point shot. I'm interested to see how they respond when those shots aren't falling. Well, <laughs> they shoot a ton of them. They've shot almost 900. Let's, uh, they've shot almost 900 of them so far this year. And even if you look at, boy, this is, this is radio at its best. We're making it up as we go here. They've shot almost 900 of them. And if you look at Dakota Wesleyan, which is the team that everybody thinks of as around the country as the the three point shooting team, they they're under six hundred. Uh, so on a relative basis, uh, they shoot a heck of a lot more than Dakota Wesleyan. Uh, yeah, no, they're they're going to come in here and uh, Wednesday night and try to try to shoot the lights out of Newman Arena. So we, <laughs> Jimmy's got to be ready. But that's just the that's just the style they've decided to adopt with these guys they brought in that uh, that can stroke it, and they've been very successful doing it to this point of the season you know a team we haven't talked about you mentioned them but you know concordia has been making a little bit of noise here uh they weren't talked about too much uh but they're they're eight and six 17 and seven 
Uh, they've won three out of their last four. As you mentioned, they just fell to Dakota Wesleyan. You know, every one of these teams is make their run here. Well, the thing about the thing about Concordia that uh, that I think is interesting is is how good they are at the top. I mean, those three guys, you know, Sloop, Kent, and Shuck are are very very good basketball players, and any of them can go off for for huge nights at any time. You know, it's just it's going to be a matter of you know how consistent can that next level of guys be? You know, where where are they going to find themselves? You know, once they get you know maybe pushed into a little more of a of an upfront role in some game down the stretch here. Cause obviously that's what, you know, Dakota Wesleyan was trying to do. They were trying to take away the big three and then, you know, make somebody else beat them. And I think that's going to kind of have to be the recipe for, for teams the rest of the way is make sure those guys don't beat you and see if, see if there's a couple other guys that are going to be able to, to rise to the occasion and, and knock you off. They're going to have their, their schedule's a little tough. They've got four of their last six conference games are, are away from home. Uh, but they do already have both their morning side games played. So, but be, having to play away from home for the last six, that's going to be a bit of a challenge for them. Yeah, and we, I mean, like we've talked about with this league to this point. I mean, it's it's hard to win in this league, let alone going on the road and winning. So, um, that'll be a, that'll be a challenge for them these next couple of weeks. Now, Northwestern for me has been a team that's uh, been a bit hard to figure out. They're sixteen and eight, eight and six. Um, at at times they have appear to be world beaters uh, and then they'll slip up and here recently they've they've really struggled they've lost uh, four of their last six but however they just they just came off a victory over Hastings uh, have you have you had a chance to see uh, Northwestern play um, I watched a little bit of the end of the game the Jimmy's played down there um, back in I think the end of November uh, they come to Jamestown next Wednesday night I believe uh, to play the Jimmy. So I'll get a chance to see them, you know, up close and personal for the first time. But, um, you know, they're a team that just, that is just solid. I mean, that's kind of the thing that I've heard from, from coaches and other media around the conferences. They're, they're not flashy. They're not, you know, they're not going to have, you know, they're not going to hang a hundred on you maybe, but they're, they've got, uh, they've got just a solid group of guys that, that have the ability to, to score points and they play, you know, decent defense. So, you know, they're a team that uh, obviously they've had their struggles here as of late, but um, but they're a team that's just again like this whole league. I keep I keep repeating myself. I feel like, but everybody can beat everybody at this point. And Northwestern's one of those teams that at early point of the year was taking advantage of that. And you know, we're kind of beating up on on teams that maybe didn't have weren't like you know locked into the conference schedule right away and how tough this was going to be. And they came out and punched teams in the mouth and. Now, you know, maybe they're backsliding just a little bit, but I expect them to be right in the thick of it again when this thing wraps up. Well, they're led by Trent Hillbrands and Jay Small, and I want to mention about Jace. I love a guy who can make a free throw. Jay Small shooting 95% from the line. Boy. Yeah, that's, that's an incredible percentage. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Exactly. But you got to love a guy who can make a free throw. Uh, Absolutely. So, hang on, let me get back to let me get back to the standings here. So, that brings us down to Jamestown, a team that you know a bit about. A uh, big, big game against Mount Marty on on Wednesday. They're all big at this point for the Jimmies. Um, you know, I've had some people, you know, ask me like, "Well, you know, why, you know, why do you think this game's big, or like, what what makes this big?" And because they're seeing it as Jamestown's already in the conference tournament. Well, I've I've looked past the conference tournament. I'm not I'm not in the business of playing for you know in conference tournament games. I'm in. I want to see these guys play at the national tournament level, and that's where where my focus has been these last couple of weeks and the loss at Dort was a, was a crusher. That's one they needed to win. 
you know, the even though they were shorthanded that night without Schramm, um, they lost. They had the four four point lead late. That's one they needed to to sew up, and they didn't. But they've responded, you know, since that. Obviously, drubbing Midland 102-60, and then going down to the Corn Palace and and taking out a, a beat up Dakota Wesleyan team was big. Now it's you know now it's uh, it's gut check time for this crew the next couple of weeks because if they want to put themselves back in a position to get an at large bid they're gonna have to uh, they're gonna have to win some games here in the next couple of weeks and I mean obviously you have a you have a chance against number one team in the country yet later on this month assuming they lose that one you know let's say they go five and one four and two where does that put them you know. I'm not entirely sure yet, and so that's why I think they're going to have to just keep winning and put themselves in a position to, uh, you know, to make the national tournament. And right now, the the door's open in the G Pack. I mean, there's like we said, Dakota Wesleyan's been beat up, and there's just a logjam in front of them. So if they can take care of business these next couple of weeks, um, which I hope they will, that uh, we could see them right back in the in the hunt for an at large. Well, I know they've been a little bit beat up, a little bit sick, uh, but boy, can. Uh... Can you talk just a little bit about the play of uh, uh, Tally, Alfred, and Dobson? Well, yeah, and and I get it. I, I first off, I love talking about these guys. Not only the way they you know play, but the way they handle themselves off the court. They're um, they're they're three awesome guys who I enjoy getting to spend time with. Um, Jack, let's start with Jack Tally. I mean, he has embraced I think that leadership role, and that's where you know you lose Pierrington and Overweiser last year, and. You know, who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be the guy that takes the big shot? And obviously we've seen it both from Alfred and Tally, but uh, I think we're starting to kind of see this become Jack's team a little bit. Not not in a, you know, in a, you know, cocky way of way, you know, but if, from my vantage point, it's a, it's a, it's his team right now. And he understands that, that, that they're going to go as far as, you know, he's going to take them this year and next year he's going to be the, the senior leader. So, um, I think he's starting to kind of embrace that leadership role, which is which is huge. And then um, Alfred has been the big shot guy. I mean, he's got no fear to take any shot at any time, and that's something you love to see from uh, from a guy in your squad that that isn't afraid to take any shot, isn't going to back down from any challenge. And then as far as Dobson goes, um, same thing. He obviously has been you know been beat up a little bit as well with the concussion issue and has missed some games, but he had a he had a, a really big matchup against Ty Hoagland, you know, the other night uh, at the Corn Palace, and and Ty got him a little bit there in the first half. But I thought he did a good job of of responding and and coming back at him and making sure that you know that Ty knew he was going to be there all night. And um, you know, so it's it's three guys that don't back down from a challenge, and and I expect to see some great things from them these next couple of weeks. Well, and just behind Jamestown, you have Hastings. This is another team that's a little bit hard to figure out. They went on a heck of a run there. They won four straight conference games, including wins over Dakota Wesleyan and Mount Marty. Uh, then they lost uh, two home games, one to Morningside, uh, obviously best team in the country, and then to uh, Northwestern. Uh, you'll be seeing them, I believe, on Saturday at Jamestown. Yeah, that came, well, that came uh, actually. You have to travel to travel to yep. Hastings, yeah. Um, but uh, that's another you know one that the Jimmys kind of let get away when they were having that that uh, that swoon with all the injuries and um, they're going to have to go down there and take care of business. But as far as Hastings goes, um, I mean, Bart Hiscock is a phenomenal player <laughs> and they've got some guys that, uh, that around him are playing some really good basketball right now. I got to see them at the beginning of January uh, in, in Jamestown. And I was, I was impressed with how they're playing and how hard they're playing. They're, they're, they're a pretty tough team. Like They're kind of like Northwestern, not extremely flashy, but 
They're tough. They've got a heck of a score at the top leading the way. And then after that, a bunch of guys who uh, who are playing hard and, and playing for their for their school and their coach right now. Well, you mentioned Bart Hiscock. I mean, he's not only scoring 22 points a game, he's getting over eight rebounds a game. So uh, yeah, you've got to control I mean, him. And and the thing about about Bart is that he just he seems to be that guy that just is is not a, another guy that's just not afraid of the moment. Just you know, if, if the ball is in my hands, I'm going to shoot it and I'm going to make it. And he believes that he's going to make it. And um, I saw that last year, you know, in Jamestown in the game that was that was back and forth all the way till the till the buzzer. He hit some big shots in that one, and then I hit a couple more, you know, last month. So. I expect him to to keep carrying the load for Hastings. And then after Hastings, you're into a uh, the final group uh, grouping of teams uh, that that are struggling a bit. Uh, Briarcliff is at the the top of those. Of course, they just had the huge win at at Morningside. But boy, it's been a it's been a tough season for the Cliff, hasn't it? Yeah, it, it really has. And uh, Mars Figueroa is a uh, seems like a really good guy. I don't know him that well, but um, I'm you know I've always kind of pulling for Briarcliff and. Um, what Jackson Lamb did the other night against Morningside is, I mean, let's be honest, the stuff of legends. I mean, that was that was a heck of a performance to to knock off the number one team in the country. And um, you know, they're a team that that's trying to say we're not dead yet. You know, a lot of a lot of people are like myself are maybe writing them off a little bit, but you know, Jackson Lamb's going to try to uh, to try to put them back in this uh, this hunt to steal the eighth seed, and maybe they can uh, can knock off Morningside again. Yeah, Jackson Lamb, he's uh, averaging over 24 points a game, seven rebounds. Another guy shooting 90% at the line. Uh, he is just, his back has got to hurt because he's carrying that team right now. Uh, yeah, I don't think enough can be said for what he's done. I'm uh, To be honest with you, Steve, I don't think he's it's going to be enough to get him many more wins this year. But boy, you you can't say enough about Jackson Lamb so far this year. Yeah, he's he's been phenomenal. It's been uh, it's been fun to watch. And then that that uh, the next two are, are Midland and Doan. They both really struggled. Uh, Midland is uh, three and eleven in conference. But I guess they're going to play the spoiler. They they go on the road for the last few games. Morningside, Briarcliff, Doan. They're they're gonna they they Midland and Doan will they will get some they will this is the way it works. They will get some upsets down the stretch that upset the oh, apple yeah. cart. It's just the way it works. Yeah, it's just the way. I mean, this league is so good. And, you know, even you look at Midland and Doan, you mentioned two teams that are struggling. They've got I mean, they've got some really good basketball players on both those rosters. So um, it just it just speaks to how deep and talented this league are when you – this league is when you've got two teams like Midland and Doan that, uh, that are at the bottom, and even Briarcliff for that matter. I mean, a guy like Jackson Lambs on the team right now that's – that's ninth in the conference or eighth in the conference or not. Yeah. Ninth in the conference. That's, that's hard to, you know, kind of wrap your mind around it, just how good this league is. So you, you don't, you don't get any off nights, even when you're playing Midland or Doan or whoever it is, there's, there's no, uh, there's no freebies in the G pack right now. Yeah. You talked about play Midland has Lawrence Merritt. He's one of the best three point shooters in the country. Uh, so wherever you go, you're going to face somebody. Yeah. Well, it's going to be yeah, interesting. No, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that. Yeah, there's like I said, there's no there's no nights to to take off because you've got guys that can that can score it at a high level. So, what do you see, Steve? You you've been around the G Pack a while. You've been watching college basketball up in that area. Uh, what do you expect to see the next uh, couple of weeks as this thing shakes out? Well, I was I was I was worried you're going to ask me that, Billy. Cause <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, this is I, at this point, I don't know what to expect. I don't know. 
how it's going to shake out. I, I could see it a multitude of different ways. I feel pretty confident that Morningside's probably going to win the, the conference tournament. But, I mean, you just never know. I mean, that's just the way it – we just saw Briarcliff beat them, you know, the other night. And obviously, you know, you, you might say that, you know, Morningside overlooked them. But, I mean, that's a rivalry game. I mean, that's – that it's I wouldn't think they would overlook that even if, you know, Briarcliff was 3-11 going into that game. Um, because I mean, those guys aren't dumb. They know Jackson Lamb's on the other side. They know, you know, the the rivalry between Morningside and and Briarcliff. So I wouldn't even think. I mean, I you can't. I don't think make the case that they overlooked him. So that I think puts an upset for anybody in play against Morningside. However, I think they're the best team, so I expect them to win it all or win the the G Pack anyway. It, I'll be right there in the in the hunt to win a national championship. But as far as as far as the rest of the league goes, Bill, I, I I don't have an answer for you right now, and it's going to be fun to see it all shake out. I mean, I, that's the best part about this is you look at it and you think, okay, well, you know, all these teams are beating up on each other, and that's probably going to cost somebody a, a tournament bid that, uh, you know, maybe hopefully doesn't cost the league a tournament bid, but it's going to cost somebody, you know, a bid from, from this league probably that should get in or maybe even two teams. But it makes for some fun drama to, to watch unfold on the floor, that's for sure. Well, for me, I, I want to see. I'm going to be watching to see how Dakota Wesleyan responds. Uh, they play a lot of uh, road games. However, they got Morningside at home, and then the rest of the way they're they're on the road, except for a game at Northwestern. I want to see how they respond. Dort, I would give a bit more of a, a chance, but they as well have primarily road games. I think if I had to guess, I would guess the top four we have now: Morningside, Dakota Wesleyan, Dort, and Mount Marty are are probably going to be the top four, but with all these teams below them, Concordia, Northwestern, and Jamestown particularly trying to break into that top four, that the other question is, can Dakota Wesleyan stay at number two? Uh, that's going to really rely on uh, Ty Hoagland and his supporting cast. I don't think there's a lot of surprises below that, but now I'm going to have everybody in Northwestern never listen to me again or Concordia, <laughs> but... Uh, if I just had to guess, I think those top four, just because Mount Marty has performed performed so well this year, Wednesday's going to be a good test, see how they perform in Newman Arena. I know which way you're you're uh, leaning on that one, but uh, it's going to be interesting at any rate. Hey, Steve, I want to mention before we go, if uh, anybody out there around the country is interested in GPAC basketball, number one, you should be. It's very good basketball. But every one of these schools has good productions. You can get the games for free. You can watch them. Most of them have the radio announcers. Uh, some of the games don't don't have the audio behind them, but most of them do. I mean, just watch some of these games and uh, you know get to know who the these players are. These are this is excellent basketball. I, I obviously I do what well, I do. I can, Go ahead. If I can, if I can toot the, the horn of my colleagues across the conference in terms of of. Uh, announcers and broadcasters i think we've got a really great group of guys not only you know guys that are, are extremely professional but a, a, just a great group of guys overall and um you know it's it's fun to to get to listen to these guys because we all we all care about our own school you know more than any more than anything but we we love the league and that's you know you get a chance to listen to any of these guys across the league and it's it's fun to listen to and the like you said the production's great and the the basketball's great and so we just like to try to you know bring a little slice of that uh, to everybody back home well steve i appreciate you taking the time uh you stay warm up there in uh, north dakota i'm out here in oregon where as we talked about before we went on the air you know cold is about 
40 degrees, so it's all relative. But uh... <laughs> well, it was 40 here on uh, on Saturday and Sunday, and we we enjoyed that. But it's uh, it's dipped back down below 20 now. So well, you stay warm. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. Uh, hopefully. I'm rooting for the Jimmies to uh, make the tournament, so I get a chance to meet you there in Sioux Falls. Uh, but yeah, again, absolutely. I'll probably get I'll probably get nasty notes on Twitter from everybody else around the league. <laughs> so the only team I'm really a fan of is Oregon Tech, and I won't hide that. But there well, are here. So here's the here's the deal. I'll make with you, Bill. Okay. The the Jimmies make the tournament. the The color commentary spot next to me is open for you if you want it. Oh, that would be. You know, I would take you up. You you better be careful about doing that because I'd take you up on that. Uh, I I don't I expect you to. That's why I offered. Okay. Well, okay, folks. Everybody in the G Pack, sorry, I'm rooting for the Jimmies now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about Billy D on this show. That's right. Hey, Steve. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Uh, probably try to get you back on again when the regular season ends, as as we as uh, the league goes into that conference tournament. How's that sound? Absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to the stretch run. I think it's going to be a fun month of February for the G-Pack. Okay, Steve. Thanks a lot. I appreciate your time.